0: that time of year again the time when your wallet starts screaming yes the holiday game glut that part of the year where all the publishers decide to release 80 to 90 percent of their year's catalog all at once as gamers our pain resides in the fact that we have to choose between the most coveted gems we've been waiting years for so what to choose in this week's podcast ron and i will talk about what we want to play and share some opinions from our readers For the week of September nineteenth, I'm Mike, and I'm Ron, and this is the Gaming Trend Podcast. All right, so so what do you what? <laughs> I, I would ask what you have been playing the last week, but I think we all know by now.
1: Uh, yeah, it's kind of chainsaw powered, and on the front page. <laughs>
0: Gears of War 3, so uh, I know your review's out, but uh, uh, give us some first-hand impressions. Well, first let me back up. Uh, Gears of War 1 and
1: 2, before I started writing, or even playing 3, I kind of sat back and thought, just what the hell do I remember about Gears of War 1 and 2? And I remember lots of, rah, and lots of chainsaws, but uh, not a lot other than that. Uh, Some locusts, some glowy locusts, the Brumac was cool. Riding him around at the end of two was cool, but it it didn't really make an impact on me. Um, apparently, I'm a minority in what is it, 13 million sales between the two titles.
0: Yeah, it's whew.
1: so uh, yeah. I was kind of I wasn't say I wasn't that excited about Gears of War three. I knew it'd be good, but I didn't have any idea that it would be as good as it as it is. Um, I don't know if they just got some real writers in in there, or if they locked Cliffy into a room and kept him away from the plot. Or, or what it took but uh Gears of War 3 is actually significantly better than the, than the first two.
0: Uh from what I understand they actually did get a new writer for it. Uh it was one of the writers of the the Gears of War fiction that's been coming out. Oh okay. I, yeah, the, I've heard those
1: books are actually quite good.
0: Yeah, name escapes me, but professional writing, not a bad thing.
1: Uh, agreed, agreed. Uh, when you when you factor in that these games take, you know, 3 or 4 years to make, and costs millions of dollars, it just shocks the hell out of me that they don't spend the money on uh getting a professional writer behind these things
0: yep yep so uh so yeah let's uh let's hear some some more juice
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so obviously yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh Gears of War Three does a good job of kind of tying things up uh from the first two titles. there were a lot of questions about you know. Why does why does the queen look human? Uh, what's the motivation behind the locust? What's the motivation behind uh, you know the lambent and kind of figuring out what's the big push to to destroy the world and and what it, what does it all tie together? What's all the big connective tissue? And uh, I don't know if they just sat down with a checklist or what, but they basically tied up every plot thread that I could think of in Gears Three. Um,
0: and they're saying you know, this is couple, the last one, right
1: that's what I'm hearing um, I'm sure they'll this, figure this out some published. other way to
0: i figure I'm sure they'll figure out some other way to to milk the uh, milk the franchise a bit more, but
1: well, actually, I was kind of thinking about that as I was riding around the other day. Um, I was thinking you know they could easily do something like they did with uh, Halo and do a spin off like you know gears of war, some sort of special forces unit that's not part of the Delta squad. So, you know, this could be the meanwhile off screen stuff that, that kind of like uh, Halo reach.
0: Right. Well, so
1: yeah, it would be very easy for them to do that. I think.
0: Yeah. Well, I believe Halo reach was more of a prequel, but I, I think, uh, I think that applies more to like ODST with the, what the yeah, I'm are. sorry. ODST. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But uh, that brings to mind, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of room for a prequel too, because if I recall, you know, what, what I did play of the first game, uh, it did just kind of drop you in in a in the middle of the story, so to speak. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. And the uh, the third game does bring it around back to the beginning and explain some of that, but it also gives some clues to some stuff that happened before the first game. So you know, I don't know if that was their intention, but they could easily, as you said, set it up for a uh, for a prequel. And with thirteen million sales on the first two alone. I can't see them suddenly going and we're spent.
0: Yeah. I I mean you you have to appreciate it when when someone ends on a high note, but I just don't see it happening. Uh we this isn't the last we've seen of Gears of War, I'm sure.
1: No, I, I sincerely doubt that. Um one of the things that I did point out though, this is kind of the engine that powers all the games that we love. I mean, you look at Mass Effect 3, you look at you know a lot of the the major titles are all powered by this engine. The Gears of War or the uh, the Unreal Engine Four engine has been in development for over five years at this point. Right. So they've got to be coming close to whatever that next iteration is going to be. So that may be maybe something that debuts with the next whatever next gen platform. The other co- the other possibility is you know. With 13 million sales behind you, I'm pretty sure that uh, the the folks at Epic don't need now defunct Midway or even Microsoft backing them to to publish. So who knows? Maybe the next Gears title might be multi-platform. That's certainly a possibility.
0: Well, Microsoft's certainly going to have to pay like crazy to get anything else exclusive from them.
1: Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. But uh, yeah, I was I was actually very impressed with Gears. Um, it it didn't overstay its welcome. You know, you figure with all the screaming and the chainsawing and the you know craziness, after probably six or seven hours, you're probably ready for that to end. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the title went on for about eleven to twelve hours for me to complete it, at least the single player. And uh, I never once thought, you know, when the, when the hell is this going to be over? So it, it, it really balanced itself well. And then you look at the multiplayer stuff on top of it, this is going to be in everybody's tray for a long time.
0: Yeah, and they, they diversified the cast a little bit more, didn't they? You actually have Shudder, a woman,
1: <laughs> on your <laughs> not, team. Not just a woman, but uh, Claudia Black, oh, the, right. uh, the, uh, one of the stars from Farscape yep. and several other great sci-fis. So yeah, uh, Claudia Black does a great job. And uh, what I was happy to see is that Ice T and uh, whatever rapper, the other guy—I can't remember his name—the um, one who played Jace—neither one of them really overstayed their welcome, and they, they weren't so over the top that it was ridiculous. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but there is one plot thread that kind of got left hanging with uh, with one of the with the Ice T character. So you know, who knows what they're going to do with that.
0: Right on, right on. So, uh, that was a few days ago you finished that up. Uh, what have you been playing since?
1: Uh, the Old Republic. (laughs) It's, it's absolutely snared me. I am in deep trouble. I don't know how I'm going to write anything this holiday season. (laughs) I, I obviously can't say too much because it's still definitely under NDA, but, uh, the game is just amazingly good. Uh. The, the character progression, there are very few people on the server right now. It's a very limited scope uh, early beta. So I want to say there's three or four people on the server. And it was definitely like playing a very large scope Knights of the Old Republic. Wow. So they're definitely delivering on their promise that, you know, hey, you guys wanted Knights of the Old Republic three? Well, here's three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, I managed to get a character up to level 12. Got my own personal lightsaber got a second one now I'm terrorizing the galaxy. It's awesome
0: oh god
1: so yeah i i have i have very i have very high hopes for this game, and uh from what I've seen so far it's it's just delivering on every level
0: yeah, I'm afraid this is gonna be the one that lures me back to m m o s
1: <sighs> yeah, and then you know you look at uh what's coming out later on this year there's some great RPGs coming and then you got the juggernaut Diablo 3 <laughs> that's that's going to tear me away too uh, I, I don't know what it is but there's there's going to be some craziness at the end of this year i don't know where i'm going to find the time
0: yeah and you said you were uh, checking out the the website earlier there seems like they're ramping up ramping things yeah. up
1: yeah absolutely the uh the Blizzcon uh merch site has been updated so if you remember back there was the big controversy about the art I mean, God, what was that back in two thousand eight? Right. I you know, I was like, "Oh, it's too pretty, it's too colorful." So, you know, somebody made that cute uh, unicorns and rainbows, cutesy, plump art style Diablo three picture, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to release that as a shirt at this <laughs> con. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not just that they've got calendars, they've got mugs, they've got they've even got uh, like a little Merlock looking Diablo. They've got uh, they've got a beach towel for crying out loud. It is definitely a Diablo 3 BlizzCon.
0: Nothing says, let me rub some lotion on your back like a Diablo 3 beach towel.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I my prediction for BlizzCon, you know that they've got to be trying to milk the, uh, the WoW franchise for everything it's worth. So with The Old Republic coming out at the end of this year, there's got to be some big reveal about whatever their next MMO might be that that's got to be on their on their radar if not this blizzcon i don't know I, it would have to be the next one cuz they've been developing that for a while but i expect at the very least we're going to see a huge push on diablo 3 we're going to see huge push for starcraft II's mm-hmm. uh what's the the next one uh, uh heart of the swarm right. no no that was the is it uh, the next one i'm not yeah, sure yeah i think it's heart heart of the swarm yeah so it's the next one for the that covers the uh the zerg uh, race. So I think we'll see that, although I don't think we'll actually see that title until the middle of next year.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, BlizzCon's then, coming up, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's in October. Right. So uh, I'll actually be going out there to cover that personally.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Can't wait to to hear what you've got to say from all of that.
1: Yep. Uh, there's definitely a lot of coverage out there right now about the beta. Um, the beta that's out there is only limited to, I think you can only make it up to level thirteen so it's really just a taste um, but they're they're testing out the auction house which I know has been a, a great deal of pain for some folks uh, but there there are some videos out there showing off the auction house how it functions with uh, not the the real money one but the the in- game money one uh, looks like they've really worked out the search functionality to get that to be a useful thing um, on top of that, there are some websites out there that are streaming a beta playthrough every single day so wow yeah there it's it's definitely Diablo Madness, and the fact that they released that and they didn't have any sort of n d a that's got to tell you that this is this is the year for Diablo three
0: yeah, their confidence level has to be pretty high
1: I would think so yep
0: well, it's a beloved franchise, God, when did Diablo Two come out?
1: Uh, what, eleven
0: years ago, yeah, something that's like that. Nuts! That's nuts.
1: But you know, I mean, come on—that's kind of been their thing. Yeah. Uh, Starcraft, you know, was eleven years ago as well. Yep,
0: yeah. yep. Yeah.
1: That's not the only franchise that's getting some celebration this year, though. You do realize that it's the 25th anniversary for Zelda, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, there's there's lots of good Zelda stuff coming at the end of this year.
0: My son reminds me almost daily. <laughs> 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 that in the halo collectors edition
1: yeah yeah i know that that's uh that's a big motivator for me too um i'm hoping that they do at least some level of tweaking on the flood levels i know those got a little repetitive right but who knows well, um, before
0: we talk too much more about about some of these these holiday games let's yeah. talk about what's coming out this week sure so gears of war 3 obviously yep tuesday With, yep tuesday uh you can check out the review on the site um, we've got a fairly light release week, obviously to make way for the juggernaut of Gears of War, but, uh, what is it? Uh, Formula, Formula One, One, Formula yep. One, 2011, uh, racing game. Um, yep. That's coming from Sony. Right. Uh, we've got Resident Evil 4 HD.
1: Yep. Continuing in the, uh, tradition of that game was awesome. Let's just sharpen up the graphics and release it again. Yep. Yeah. So nice so nice she'll buy it twice.
0: <laughs> uh, um you've got Kirby Mass Attack.
1: Yep. The last Kirby title was really good. This one, I don't know. I saw it at E three and it didn't really blow my socks off. Um no, that's a, I guess we'll a, have to see.
0: This is a DS title, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the Wii title they came out with was great. Just Yep. Is that Epic Yarn, I think yeah, is what it was called? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my my daughter played through that all the way. Loved it. Yep. That was uh, a
1: great that was a great return to that franchise. Uh
0: another another popular franchise for the DS, uh, Dragon Quest Monsters Joker 2. Though that's yep. more of a spin-off. I, I I it's it's slightly different than the the JRPG that
1: Right, right. It doesn't follow the, the, the traditional uh, Dragon Quest line. That's right,
0: correct. Right. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Persona 2 Innocent Sin.
1: Uh, I remember back on the PlayStation 1 when it was just called Persona. That was so much easier.
0: Yeah, that's but, a mouthful, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I, I, you look know, at, I, I look
0: at titles like that, and I want to just run away. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: you know, and that that's thats painful for our database. Yeah. So seriously, knock it off.
0: <laughs> uh, Might and Magic Clash of Heroes.
1: You know, I, I look at Ubisoft's team behind Might and & Magic and I just, I scratch my head because Might & Magic was a huge title. I remember playing through the Might & Magic titles on uh, my crummy uh, Pentium One processor machine and loving them. And I remember playing, you know, the, the early Might & Magic stuff on Apple GS for crying out loud. I don't know what's happened lately, but they've just kind of lost their way. I'm hoping that uh, they can kind of re... Revisit that franchise and and figure out what to do with it. Maybe some sort of reboot. Maybe go action like they did with uh, with Space Marine. You know, maybe take it right. down that kind of path. Right. Something because what they're doing right now, I don't know. It's not it's not really catching the kind of attention that I think uh, that kind of franchise deserves.
0: Well, enlighten me. What are they doing?
1: Well, the Clash of Heroes thing. Um, it's more of a uh, it's more of a strategy title. Right. And it's not. I mean, you look at kind of the 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 path that strategy titles are taking nowadays. When you look at titles like uh, Company of Heroes or, um, oh, what's the other game? Uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand. Right. So, I mean, you look at those kind of titles, and they've kind of gotten away from the dirt farming, and they're more they're more fast paced. The Might and Magic series has kind of slowed down, and it's more of a, a resource gathering and resource management kind of title. Um, Clash of Heroes kind of looks similar in that vein. I'd have to play it to to you know really cast my judgment on it. But the last couple titles have definitely been in that direction, and I've not seen enough of a push to really catch my attention on this one. Right, right. So there is another title that's coming out this week: uh, Supremacy MMA. It's from Five Hundred Five Games, and they had us out to check it out. And as somebody that's practiced MMA uh, personally, this title—I don't know—it kind of bridges the gap between the ultra-realistic stuff like uh, the UFC license titles that THQ puts out. Right. Um, this is more of a, you know. There's a there's a football title. I think it's called Backbreaker. Very similar to that kind of idea, where it's like, okay, yeah, we don't have all the big licenses, but look at all this crazy stuff we can do when we don't have to worry about whether or not you know X Y Z athlete is worried about you getting hurt in the ring or whatever. Right. So these are all no name fighters. You know, they're not fighting in an octagon; they're fighting in I don't know, dodecahedron or some other thing that isn't licensed.
0: Thunderdome.
1: Right, Thunderdome, <laughs> something like that, and uh, yeah. So the idea behind it is pretty good. Um why don't they make you know, a
0: Mad Max Thunderdome game good Lord, i don't
1: know i mean i think I, I think want if to play they master decide.
0: blaster for God's sake, i want <laughs> to play master blaster
1: definitely some two player co op action game going on there <laughs> right. uh, you get to be the the guy on top and you just press <laughs> a to smack uh smack stick on head you know
0: <laughs> it could be a wee Wii, a wee Wii title perfect <laughs> and you, and your your kid could be uh Waggling the Wiimote to smack someone on the head.
1: Yep. It could be a Kinect title too yeah. if you're strong enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but back to
1: supremacy. Um, you know, they kind of do the backbreaker thing where, you know, you hit somebody really hard and you can break a bone or that kind of thing. Um, the early build that I saw had a long way to go. So I, I've not gotten my hands on the recent build, but. I kind of see what they were trying to do, and I'm hoping that they pull it off. I'd like to see somebody challenge uh, THQ. You know, competition in the marketplace is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So EA's title was last year. There uh, was Force, I think it was. Right. Um, that title, you know, at least got onto THQ's radar and made them think, wait a minute. Let's think before we just rush these out every year. Let's really make sure that we're doing – you know, d- our due diligence to bring something new to the title other than a new number on the end. So, yeah, I'm hoping that Supremacy will be a, a third contender, get in there and mix it up so you don't end up with, you know, kind of what's happened with the Madden franchise where it's like, well, what's changed this year? Well, this year we added another uh, number on the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Oh, look, new players.
1: <laughs> right, Yeah. Uh, You know, when I look at sports titles, I really, I scratch my head. You know, I'm not a huge sports guy, but maybe I'm missing something. I don't understand why there's not one root product this year. And then next year is roster updates and maybe one major content push. So you kind of get that episodic DLC kind of idea. This year you pay 60 bucks. You're paying for the engine. You're paying for all that development and then over the next year they do roster updates, maybe they do a couple little content pushes, and then the year after that is another $60 purchase, another major content or yeah, content revision, engine push, that kind of thing. I think it would give the the teams a little bit of time to breathe and really make sure that they're bringing not just something new to the table cosmetically, but also mechanically. And try to try to innovate. I think we saw a little bit of that with the the Call of Duty series before that whole thing imploded. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see something like that for the sports titles as well.
0: Well, and i i I would like to see that too. I I know that's what Rock Band tried to do, and right, I personally appreciated it, but the market just didn't respond as strongly as they hoped. I, I, I mean, it responded stronger than it ever had before, but. I mean, we can see what's happened since.
1: Uh, sure, sure.
0: And, of course, you know, you have to account for Activision's milking the whole music genre to death. Yeah, you
1: know, you know I, I still want to find the guy responsible, maybe it's Bobby, maybe it's not, for killing off uh, DJ Hero and punch him directly in the junk.
0: I heard a, I heard a little rumor recently that that hasn't necessarily completely died.
1: Yeah, it's been put on hiatus, yeah. whatever that means. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, I managed I have a hundred percent on that game. I've actually completed the entire game, beaten everything on expert five stars. And I'm number one twenty in the world in DJ Hero Two. Why the hell has you gotta kill my, my glory? Yeah. What's up with that?
0: Well and and I remember when I went to the preview event for DJ Hero One, like the first thing I thought of was one. Why don't you introduce a microphone? Which they did in DJ Hero 2. Yep. And and two, even more importantly, what about drums? Yeah, yeah. You little, got, little got beat, sure. Drum peripherals. You could ah man, the the potential was there.
1: Yep. Instead they kind of crammed the guitar down our throat with the first one. Yep. Thankfully they had enough sense to get rid of it on the second one. Yep. And yeah. then Bobby killed it because he hates me personally. <laughs>
0: Bobby's, Bobby. Bobby's all worried about his movie career now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, he's very worried about... Uh, he's also very worried about Battlefield 3. <laughs> and he should be. Yeah. Because, uh, damn.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, so on the DLC front, um, looks like we've got a Fallout New Vegas. Yep, Lonesome Road. Yep, and, yep. And uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Resurrection. the yep. z- The zombie... Have you tried that out yet?
1: No, I've not. Um I played some early beta of it, but I've not played the final one that's out now. Uh
0: you know, I've kinda I kinda dig
1: the zombie thing, that's cool. Um This one I, I think I've kinda played it to death though. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. I'll have to look into this one and see if there's something there that's gonna suck me back in. But well, I mean, I think uh I'm kind of kinda... enjoying stepping back from Call of Duty for a little bit because I know very, very soon I'm gonna be very, very immersed in whatever you know, <laughs> the next Call of Duty title.
0: Right. Well, and, and I mean, I, I appreciate that they're expanding out a little bit into some of the the more fantastical things. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, I mean, Call of Duty is known for, for its realism, but that doesn't mean, you know, you can't play around with it a bit. Sure. So, and uh, Worm's Ultimate Mayhem.
1: That kind of surprises me. I mean, that title's been out for a while. And, you know, for them to kind of dredge it up and go, hey, by the way, uh, that kind of surprised me.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's a PSN uh, uh, Xbox Live Arcade title. Is it? Is it? I mean, it's basically a a remake of the yeah, original. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, those games are fun. I, I I'm personally surprised we haven't seen more Worms on uh, handheld devices. It seems like a perfect fit. Sure,
1: sure. With a touchscreen, I mean, that makes sense.
0: I mean, that's, that's practically what Angry Birds is.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Alright, so, our big topic this week. The holiday game glut. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I mean, it's already been a pretty good year for gaming. There's been some fantastic titles out so far.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Um, but it's just going to get ugly. Ugly. Ugly
1: ugly in a good way though. I mean, uh, if you look at what our fans are are looking forward to, these are some solid titles.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, uh on the Facebook poll we ran earlier this week, the the number one uh title that everyone agreed on was uh Skyrim.
1: Mitch, I know you're going to listen to this, but seriously, you got to get on board with the the Morrowind, uh the Elder Scrolls stuff. Skyrim looks really good. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna give it. I, I played I played Morrowind for a while. It was fun. Yeah. Um, didn't do Oblivion. I, I didn't have an Xbox three three sixty yet, and I was already phasing out my PC gaming at that time. Um, but Skyrim Skyrim got me with one thing: dragons. Oh yeah, plenty of those. I love my dragons, and I have a feeling they're gonna knock this one out of the park. It just looks unbelievably good.
1: Yeah, the new engine definitely is a, a marked uh, step up. I think there are some other things that they've addressed, though, reading through our reviews and other reviews, um, just in terms of, of usability and accessibility. You played Morrowind. The problem with Morrowind and, to some extent, Oblivion is that you've got this massive world, but where do you go? Right. I mean, it, it's so open, but there's no direction, and that's on purpose. Uh, they want you to wander. They want you to kind of make your own adventure. Um, with Skyrim, it looks like they're actually kind of focusing you a little bit uh, to, with some level of linearity to the to the main mission. And then right off the bat, they give you a spell that gives you this kind of little ghost trail that points you. Hey, by the way, if you kind of go up this direction, you'll find whatever your next MacGuffin is.
0: And, and- so it
1: looks like they're, they're trying to kind of give players a, a, a hand to – get through the game when you look at the, the percentages for how few gamers actually complete these large RPGs mm-hmm. I think it's kind of something that, that's pretty wise on their part
0: yeah and, and I mean you hit the nail on the head f- for me Morrowind was fun but like I had I had to put it down for a little while I was playing some other games I tried to jump back in didn't know where the hell I was couldn't figure out what to do and it was just like ugh
1: yeah, that barrier of re-entry is just as bad as the barrier to entry.
0: Exactly, exactly, and and that's what happens to me if I get distracted by another game or you know, God forbid, real life. If <laughs> if I can't easily jump back into a game, it's probably not going to get played.
1: Yep, yep. I'm uh, I'm proud to say that I've actually completed all of the uh, the Elder Scrolls titles, which is no easy feat. Right. Um, for Oblivion, I, if you read my review, I actually completed it on both platforms. Wow. Um, I never went back and played it on the PS3, but I did beat it on the 360 and I beat it on the PC. And I was grandmaster of all the guilds and everything else. I put in probably 110 to 150 hours nice. in that title.
0: Nice. And you've gotten to play a build of Skyrim, haven't you?
1: Uh,
0: yeah, I've gotten a little bit of hands-on time. Um
1: Courtesy of some show floor. Uh I haven't actually gotten to play it in my home yet. That's really the the key. You know, you can play it in your own environment. Right. But uh yeah, it there's some great mechanical uh upgrades. The animation is significantly better in Skyrim. Um I know that was a big complaint. It looked like everybody's kinda ice skating in oblivion. So uh yeah, Skyrim's very smooth. Um the character's, you know, very barbaric, so he moves in this kind of hulking fashion. Um the flight mechanics for the dragons are very cool. Um, there's still definitely some obvious uh looks like they're kind of on a track kind of thing that they're still working out, but uh yeah, it's it's vastly improved. I'm you, just hoping I don't see a goddamn sky racer anywhere in the game.
0: <laughs> and you got to wonder if bringing it into the fold of uh Bethesda uh you know, you got to wonder if maybe they had a hand in in helping out with some of that too,
1: you know I don't know if they did for Skyrim, but I bet you whatever's next they will right. uh, that's having that that kind of talent in house I mean, come on, it invented curved textures <laughs> what does that tell you? What does it tell you about those guys i mean th- those are some smart dudes, <laughs> so yeah they'd be foolish to to let that kind of talent go to waste right
0: right, so yeah, number two on our poll, Diablo three, which we've already talked about. Unless you want to talk about yeah. it some more, I know, I know, <laughs> I know you probably. Could. I, I just want to play it, Dad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, watching, I'm trying to stay away from the trailers, but oh man, it's it's like that bad girlfriend you can't get away from. I just can't quit it. It's <laughs> the game looks gorgeous, and you know all the classes look pretty damn great. Uh, you know, I can't wait to play the monk running around hitting people with crippling wave and craziness. Uh, yeah, it's it looks great. I know that they've got plans to uh, to release the beta a little wider uh, in the coming months. I'm imagining that's probably going to be triggered by BlizzCon. I mean, that's only a month away. So,
0: and and there haven't really been any official announcements about uh, console ports, but you got to wonder if that's that might be a, a big ace up their sleeve to announce at BlizzCon.
1: You know, with uh, with Activision behind them, I could see them kind of pushing them in that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is that this is once upon a time Blizzard was known to be the Diablo and Starcraft company, and uh, World of Warcraft wasn't even a blink of the eye. So they know where their bread is buttered. They know that there's fans like me out there that you know will spend stupid amounts of money upgrading their machine to play these games.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Although, admittedly. Uh, Blizzard does a great job of making all their games pretty accessible, even on a mid-range machine. Um, but yeah, they've, they they know where their bread is buttered. But at the same time, Activision knows that there, are, there are a lot of console players that would love a game like this. And it's not like it's unheard of in the market. There are a lot of great, uh, loot-whoring, hacky-slashy titles out there.
0: Well, so, yeah, I mean, Torchlight has really shown that. It, absolutely. It has, it has a potential on, on the consoles, and and I mean, looking looking at that property, it seems like the one property best suited to a console port that Blizzard has. I mean, just in terms of the way the game plays, uh, you know, it it's not as uh, it, it technically intense in terms of, uh, of interface needs that you know World of Warcraft and Starcraft and sure and the rest of their games are
1: realize i mean this is this is not something new even reaching further back there was a uh, aliens versus predator title on the uh the original xbox right which was a real time strategy title um you know microsoft murdered their own ty- uh company making the the halo um halo wars real time strategy halo yep. wars right it yep. unfortunately killed bruce shelley and his team uh. but you know, and, the, and my son actually,
0: my son actually just finished playing that. He he was very against it, uh, against the idea of strategy games. Uh, he he didn't feel it was pure Halo enough. And then <laughs> he finally, I don't know, he, he's almost a teenager now, so he's he's thinking about, you know, oh, there might be other game types out there. Uh, and he just, he played through it in like a weekend and loved wow. it. Uh, particularly loved the cutscenes. So, cool, I mean cool. Yeah, I I I thought it was a pretty well-done uh console strategy game myself.
1: Yeah, it, it is a good title, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that uh, the market didn't respond to it, sadly. Yeah, yeah. I think they were all waiting for what I was waiting for. Okay. This is the house that Age of Empires built. Give me the damn game on the PC.
0: Right. But yeah. uh yeah,
1: that never happened. But when you look at uh you look at real-time strategy games or, you know, you look at even the the hack and slash loot-horning games, the big limitation when you look back was resolution. Yeah. You know, okay, if I'm gonna port this title, well, Morrowind's a really good example. The the console port for that was terrible because yeah. the you know, you brought up the the menu and the edges were so jagged it gouged out your eyes. It was just horrible. Yeah. But uh, you know, companies have gotten a lot better and they've gotten a lot of practice on that. You can now get screens that are ten eighty p. I mean with that kind of real estate, you could easily put a Diablo-type title on there. I think the limitation is only going to be trying to figure out what Mass Effect has already figured out. Taking stuff that's normally a little menu at the bottom and just putting in a radial, radial menu. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, it's it's not entirely outside of the realm of possibility. And you look at titles like Torchlight, like you mentioned. Torchlight 2 is coming for the PC, but they're still, they're still definitely dancing around the... Uh, yeah, that could come to consoles, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think I think eventually we will see something like Diablo um, on the console market.
0: Yeah, unfortunately it may not be until next year, but, I mean, it's a Blizzard title, so...
1: It'll be out when it's out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, tied for third place, we have first The Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword. Yep. Which... I'm I we're pretty much everyone in my household is just giddy about that one
1: yeah I think it's gonna be a great swan song for the uh for the Wii you know you look at the the Wii U is just around the corner um you know they're not gonna put another Zelda title out I think it's gonna be this title to kind of close things out and uh it, it couldn't be better playing this at E3 it it just works. I looked back, you know, the E3 before this one, and what a mess it was. You know, even uh, its creator Shigeru Miyamoto couldn't get the damn thing to behave. But now it it works as intended. Never doubt the man; he's got vision.
0: <laughs> and it, and I mean, I, I know there's been some criticism about the graphics, but I I, just, I think it looks beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's it's stylized, yeah. and I'm I'm fine with that. It's not HD, but okay. Zelda's after this one will be. I right. expect it we'll see the so nice you buy it twice thanks to the Wii U but oh, yeah. uh but yeah, I mean I think that that they've really maximized what the uh the Wii can do with the stylized graphics. At the end of the day, it's all gameplay.
0: Yep. And 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 it also looks like they've changed up the formula a bit for this one too, which which is a nice pleasant change of pace. Uh you're actually building the master sword from what I hear. Yep. Um, and you're not, your, your big bad is not Ganon or Ganondorf. It's, uh, it's some David Bowie looking guy, wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which,
1: I imagine there'll be some M night Shyamalan twisty action where somehow Ganon's involved, but yeah, it's, it's Zelda. I mean, or, come or on.
0: At least at least a reference. I mean, cause this is a prequel, right? We don't know exactly where it fits into the storyline, but if you're building the master sword, it's definitely happening before a lot of it. Right. So, uh, if you've ever
1: tried to piece together the Zelda timeline, you're liable to lose some brain cells. <laughs> so it, it's probably just best to let somebody else who's OCD enough to figure it out. And then I'll look at a chart later.
0: Yep. Yep. All right. And uh, also tying for third place, uh, Batman Arkham city. Yep. Oh man. I, I loved the first one. Absolutely loved it. Couldn't stop playing it. Uh, it was my game of the year that year um i'm just i i I've, I've been purposefully trying not to find out too much about this one but it's hard because you know they're they're letting letting stuff fly left and right but uh it it just it looks beautiful i i love the style they've added to it i i like you know the the roster of characters that they've that they've uh, announced for it and the uh, the more open world of of the city. Uh, I mean, you can probably speak much better than I can about that. Cause you've actually gotten some hands on time. Yep.
1: Um, so yeah, I think rocksteady really outdid themselves. They were in a really precarious position when they started, they were given a franchise where nobody expected anything. I mean, there's never really been a great Batman title. Yep. Not, not since the Ness, you know? Yeah. Or was it the super Ness? Uh, either way. Um, but, yeah, there really hasn 't been a modern, good Batman title we 've finally gotten away from the neon nonsense, and we 've got some great dark, gritty dark night batman game uh, movies, yep. but you know they were given this franchise and basically said, nobody expects anything out of this, but do good stuff and they really outdid themselves with that first title. That was the title that I had other games pending, but I kept coming back to that one until I found. Everything, yeah, every little clue yep. that I could find, I completed everything in that game, and it was great.
0: Yep, yep, and, and you, and it felt like Batman. That was that was the key thing. It felt like Batman. Every game mechanic felt like something that fit with Batman and his world, and just the way you could hang upside down and just take someone out, pull them up, and I, it was it was beautiful, beautiful. Yep.
1: And I think, I think the big thing about Batman is the fear that he generates, you know, when he strikes in darkness and then disappears in the darkness. And I think they've really captured that in that game. Yeah. You know, like you said, descending down and taking somebody out and then disappearing with them gone to, yeah. you know, lining them up to a statue or whatever. I think that they really captured that. And from what I've seen with, uh, with Arkham city, it looks like they've even kind of expanded on that. And they're really working on that mechanic of, of morale with the, uh, you know, the other enemies Mm -hmm. and kind of that, that descend from darkness, take out an enemy, disappear, you know, like a wraith kind of thing. And I think they've really captured that. That's going to be really scary for them as a studio though, to go from essentially nothing. I mean, they they hadn't put out a title prior to this that I know of. If they did, it was definitely small. And then all of a sudden, now they've got a lot of weight on their shoulders I mean, this is kind of the rebirth of the Batman titles.
0: Yeah, let's see. What? uh, Oh, no. (laughs) I just looked up Rocksteady, the music genre on Wikipedia. Uh, That is not what I want to look at.
1: Um, (laughs) I can't talk a little bit about... um,
0: Ooh, Urban Chaos Riot Response. That was their uh, their first game.
1: That was a PS2 title. I think I actually reviewed that. Yeah, PS2 That was a PS2 title. Yep. PS2 and Xbox, that was one of the first titles that you could use voice chat, so you could tell your team, you know, uh, stack up on this door, breach the door, that kind of thing. You give it basic commands. That was actually a very technically advanced title for the time. But yeah, there you go. They really didn't have a AAA title to their name, and now all of a sudden they've got, I mean, it's a classic. Everybody I know has played and loved the previous game. Absolutely. That's a lot of pressure.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh yeah. Can they I'll be happy if they just do something as good, but if they can top it, oh my god.
1: Yep, yep. And that's going to be tough for them too. I mean, they've added a second playable character so you can play as Catwoman. Catwoman, you can't just say, "Okay, carbon copy Batman and there you go, it's Catwoman." Right. You know, she she moves differently, she attacks differently, her strategies are different. She doesn't use gadgets the way he uses them. So I mean they had to kind of design the game twice.
0: Now how how does Robin fit into it or or do we I know yet?
1: Don't know yet. I've actually only seen that one bit of concept art that made him look like the dude from uh from Star Wars, uh <laughs> Starkiller. <laughs> yeah. And other than that, yeah, I've really not seen anything. I guess it's better than the uh the seventies G Willy G uh Goofball Robin that we've seen or the uh chicks dig the car uh, one from the, the neon age.
0: Well, and yeah, (laughs) and, and I remember before the first one came out, I was, I was very apprehensive about it. Not only just because it was a Batman title and no good Batman title had really come out in years. Uh, but the art style felt a bit too, uh, it 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 definitely had that stamp of the unreal engine it definitely uh had that kind of thickness and i i, w- I was not sure you know i mean looking at it still before the game came out i wasn't sure if it was going to work it it kind of walked a fine line there
1: sure they all kind of looked like they were all gears of war characters with the gigantic feet and ginormous shoulders and everything right
0: else. right exactly uh so but the story and the gameplay just dominated dominated and i think all of my all of my worries about and seeing it in action all of my worries about that just dissipated very quickly i'm i'm concerned that the second game it it needs to to maintain that domination or it's going to be like chunky leg it, it's just not i'm i'm
1: worried <laughs> I, my worry actually has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with Mark Hamill. I think Mark Hamill really carried the Joker character mm-hmm. and and made that first game special. Right. And I don't know how much of a how much of a role he's going to play in this one. They've got a, a larger cast of characters. Um, so you know, I mean, you've got yeah you know, the Penguin and you know, you've got Catwoman. There's obviously Robin. Mister Freeze, all these other char- the Riddler. Right. All right, so you start introducing all these characters, and I wonder if you're going to have that kind of standout performance like you did from Mark Hamill out of those other people. So we'll have to see how that pans out.
0: Yeah, and you don't want it to focus too much on the Joker again because, I mean, they, they did it so well.
1: Right, go he, out on a high note.
0: Yeah, he has, he has so, so many good adversaries uh, that others, others can work well. Yeah, so. just
1: pick up the Arkham Asylum uh, book, the comic oh, yeah. book, and oh, yeah. thumb through that. Mad Hatter, I mean, there's there's some great villains. Yep. There is another title that's uh, that I saw on the poll that's tied with these two that is completely bulletproof, though, and that's Uncharted 3.
0: Oh. That that's,
1: series is amazingly good.
0: Uh, that is the one in, on this list that I'm probably going to take a day or two off on the day it comes out. I, I just... I cannot wait for that. Just, I loved the first two. It's, it's everything about it was everything about them was just so good. Yep, and this one looks looks so looks looks like it continues the just the utter awesomeness of the first two. Yep, and you know I,
1: I think the writing is really what carries the Uncharted series. Uh, the guy who plays Nathan Drake delivers his lines perfectly, and uh, I don't think Marky Marks going to do them any justice in the movie, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think the writing is so solid in that title, and then coupled with that graphic engine it's just amazingly good yeah that push it's got to push the PlayStation 3 pretty damn hard
0: yeah, I mean just just the introductions to each of those games were just phenomenal uh, the, the The train in the second one. Yep, I mean, how how are they going to top that?
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, even at the very end, you know, climbing up the uh, the plane as it's all destroyed and everything. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's going to be tough to beat, but uh, I have very high hopes. The first two titles came out of nowhere for me and really delivered. So I, I'm excited.
0: I mean, I, and I know I know a million people have said this, but I'd love to see those guys cut loose on an Indiana Jones game.
1: Oh absolutely I mean, I mean if you think if you think back, there was an Indiana Jones title in development, and it just evaporated. Right. I don't know what happened to it, but it looked like a Tomb Raider type clone yeah. and when I looked at that, the first thing I thought it was damn, you know, you couple that with a really good en- like the uncharted engine. you're right, man, that would be solid
0: yep all right for fourth, we have two another couple of ties, Old Republic, which we've already spoken about. Uh, and we can't speak too much about, <laughs> uh,
1: Battlefield 3. Yep. Both of those powered by EA yep. love it or hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Did you get a chance to play the Battlefield 3 beta? Probably not. Cause you're not on the PC, right? No. So the Battlefield 3 beta kind of surprised me graphically. It is phenomenal. I mean, it takes realism and just punches it up a notch. Modern Warfare 2 looked great, but nothing compared to this. It's amazingly good. Animation, just a graphical presentation. The guys at DICE really outdid themselves. Uh, the folks at, at Activision should be nervous because Battle 3, Battlefield 3 looks amazing.
0: Now did um, you, you, all right, so you've played the demo. You've I did. Obviously, had some hands on time with it. Um, yep. Like,. Compared to Modern Warfare series, the Modern Warfare series, like what are what are the, the distinct differences?
1: Well, I think the biggest difference um, comes courtesy of the the multiplayer. We didn't get to play the single player for Battlefield 3, but um, you know that that's never really been their strong suit. Um, well, you know I say that, but Bad Company and Bad Company 2 were really solid. So you know maybe Battlefield 3 will bring a, a solid uh, single player component. Mm -hmm. But the big difference between them is that in Modern Warfare, the objective really never changes. You're dropped into a map, you kill everybody that moves, you accomplish whatever objective, that's it. With Battlefield, the Battlefield actually changes. So just on the, the demo map, for instance, you're starting off across this huge park. And there's, you know, there's like a little gazebo, there's... Uh, you know, a little, um, those little springy horses, some swing sets, that kind of thing. It's, it's definitely an urban playground. Right. And as you fight in there, if certain objectives are met, it can blow a hole in the wall. And all of a sudden you're taking your fight into the side of a train station, uh, like an underground, um, what am I trying to say? The, uh,
0: uh, like subway station.
1: Subway station. Thank you. Yeah. Now you're now you're fighting in a subway station. So you're you're ducking in and out of cars, and it's very confined versus the the previous part of the map where it was very open. So suddenly you switch from this long range sniper uh, supported um, expanse, and now you're going into this close quarters combat, and it's very confined and it's very constrained. The way you use your weapons what weapons you use, the tactics you use, the way people move, it changes completely and it can do that right in the middle of your map. So it you got to kind of you can't really do like you do with modern warfare and go, well I'm going to get really good at the MP5 and that's it. Or I'm going to be a sniper all the way and that's all I'm going to do. You can't do that with Battlefield. You really actually have to learn all the all the different weapons and become proficient with them. Because the map may change, and all of a sudden your tactics need to change. Sniper Rifle is really no good in a darkened hallway <laughs> where it's super confined. Wow. <clears throat> so that I think sounds that's,
0: incredibly immersive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's going to be where Modern Warfare 3 is really going to have to jump out and do something special. Um,
0: yeah, and speaking... With the, with speaking, the shakeup. Oh, yeah. Well, as I was
1: gonna say, with, with the shakeup there... I don't know if they've had enough time to really react to that that change in gameplay style. So I'm thinking that Modern Warfare 3 is going to be an iteration. Mm -hmm. It's going to be good, but it's not going to be revolutionary the way the battlefield will be.
0: Yeah. And I think it's kind of telling that Modern Warfare 3 shows up at number five on our poll results as opposed to, you know, tied for third or, or second or something. Uh, there's a lot of hesitation on the part of gamers for this franchise right now. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things still up in the air about about the legal proceedings and, and sure. You know, uh, gamers are a loyal bunch, and uh, you know whether whether Infinity War did something wrong or not. Um, gamers are are very much more in their camp than they are in Activision's.
1: Well, look at it this way. You and I are in the, in the industry, so it's easy for it to roll off of our tongue that it's Zampell and West. But um, there are a lot of people that are not in the industry that are very well aware of those names. Yeah. They know that those guys were the guys that built modern warfare. Yep. They are the guys that built the Call of Duty franchise, and they're not there anymore. Yeah. So that's that's making people very nervous.
0: And and I mean, there's certainly a lot of a lot of uh, Infinity Ward people that. Uh, that looked, looked up to those two as their leaders that are still working on this one. Cause I mean, you, you got to keep your job, uh, but you, you got to yep. wonder if their hearts are in it, you know? Yeah.
1: I think that's, I think it's really their chance to say, you know, all right. So the, the chickens out of the, uh, the coop, here's our chance to really say, let's make this our title instead of just going, you know, let's change the number at the end mm-hmm. and shine up the graphics. Yep. So, yeah, and what is that, November for that title? They've got a couple more months to, to really polish it and get it down.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, additionally, they've still been cranking out a modern, some kind of Call of Duty game every year. And, uh, I mean, we've seen a lot of other franchises that Activision has done that to. And, uh, I mean, there's there's a certain level of saturation where you're just like, well... Am I gonna play this kind of game again? Or am I gonna try something new like Battlefield Three? Yeah. So. And
1: uh yeah, I know that uh <laughs> I know that Activision uh you know tried to call a ceasefire and EA's response to that was actually pretty vicious. Uh it, something to the tune of, I know you're new in this job, but somebody should have told you it's a competitive industry. <laughs> And, uh, something to the tune of, don't worry, you'll be out of here in about three to four years anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's a pretty vicious response from EA. It's a very cocky response, but yeah. having played the goods, uh, Activision's got their, their work cut out for them.
0: Well, and, and I think EA done a, a lot of good for their rep in recent years. Uh, I mean, yeah, since the I whistleblower think, days. Uh,
1: yeah. I think since John Riccitello took over, uh, well, again, I think Riccatello came coming back was the the start of of good things at EA. Yeah. I think they've had their missteps. Like I think the Origin service is kind of scary, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's definitely not the evil empire it once was.
0: Right. All right. So tied for six, we've got Gears three, surprisingly, uh, and uh, the new Assassin's Creed.
1: Yep, I think the Gears. Uh, Gears title would have actually been higher up on the list if it wasn't coming out this week. People are right. like, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm going to have it in a couple of days. So <laughs> yeah. what else am I looking forward to?
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, you know, the Assassin's Creed series, I mean, this is another, yet another spinoff from two. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, I, after the first one, and I know the first the the first spinoff uh, that came out last year uh, got really, really good response. Um I feel like they need to to move forward with the story. And and I'm starting to wonder if they're not sure where to take it at this point. And they and they're kind of sticking with, "Oh, well, Assassin's Creed 2 was such a big hit. Let's let's, you know, continue to explore that that world."
1: Well, you'll you'll actually be happy to hear this then. Um I don't know if you've heard on 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 uh Brotherhood or not, but it's actually going to be supposedly the culmination of this thread of Assassin's Creed. No, oh. Um if you look at this there's a nice CGI intro trailer that shows Ezio is definitely an older guy, you know, a more veteran Ezio, taking on a bunch of troops, and uh he keeps looking over and he keeps seeing uh the character from the first one, uh Altair. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're they're trying to it looks like they're trying to kind of tie it all together. Definitely just like Gears Three, it looks like they're trying to say Let's answer all those crazy questions that make you go, what the what the hell did I just watch? When you beat the end of the game and all the sci-fi craziness comes out. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they're trying to kind of tie all that up. Um, I did see a piece of artwork behind a developer. I don't know if it was spoof or if it was real, but it was definitely an Assassin's Creed-type character in the Civil War. Oh. So... So I think they've got some ideas on where they want to take this. I think that there are some great conflicts that they could take the Assassin's Creed series to and really do some really awesome stuff with it.
0: Yeah, I mean the the potential is is almost endless when you think about it. They they could tell they could tell that's that a, a part of that story in just about any any Melo or genre that they want. I mean it's it's all just diving back into this this guy's ancestry. It's sure. I, I was hoping for like yeah like civil war. That's a great idea. Or or you know World War Two even even though World War Two games have been done to death. But like some kind Not of like this undercurrent <laughs> undercurrent of like a uh, uh, conspiracy that that the potential is just so huge. So. I hope I'm wrong. I I mean, it does... On on the surface, it looks like more the same, but it it might be just that's how they're marketing it because it's so successful. I think the second
1: title really did something right by adding the assassins that you control and you could send them out for missions. I can't reveal too much, but there's actually an element of that in uh, The Old Republic, even. So that's something that's catching on. And I know that's a part... Well, at least the CGI that I saw... Um, suggests that that's a part of the next Assassin's Creed title. I think we'll see a larger uh, role for the guild itself. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, they can take this in any direction they want. They don't actually have to keep using Desmond because they've got all these test subjects to use and they kind of reference them in the game. So they really have built <laughs> – they've built Rock Band 2. They built the platform. Yep. and Now they can just keep cranking out titles that are different.
0: Yep. Yep. All right, so place number 7. We've got Dark Souls. Yep. Uh, another follow-up game to a a very very critically acclaimed uh uh new franchise. Um though from what I understand this is more of a uh, a spiritual successor. It isn't necessarily uh Oh god, what was the original called? Uh Dark Souls. Yeah, the the first one, Dark
1: You're gonna make me look it up, aren't
0: you? I'm looking it up. Um, Demon Souls. Demon Souls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I I gave that one a shot, and I mean you- I I appreciate the so hard you have to really work at it to get through it kind of game. I mean I'm a huge fan of the original or the the Ninja Gaiden that came out for the Xbox. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but that one it it didn't grab me. Uh, it grabbed my brother-in-law big time. He could not stop playing it, but uh, it 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 just didn't didn't grab me. It didn't feel as polished as I would have liked it.
1: Yeah, and I think that's something that the developers agreed on when I talked to them at E3 and they they showed me the demo. They were very they were very much pushing that they've polished this title quite a bit. Um, you talk about the difficulty, do you know what the official website for Dark Souls is? uh uh-uh. Prepare to dot com <laughs> No joke, that is the official website. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, um, the developer was actually playing the game and he was focusing and he was really trying not to die and he died like three or four times, you've actually got the video up on the site. For that. You guys can search for uh for Dark Souls and you'll actually pull up the video for that. It was pretty entertaining because he's he's looking at me and his face is red and he's like, God damn it, I made this damn game and here I am just screwing it up for you while you're recording. <laughs> so yeah, it looks like it's gonna be as challenging as as the previous game. Um I didn't get to play the first one, but uh yeah, you know, I, I think every once in a while I need to play a sadistic title like this to remind myself uh you know, us old school gamers, I get to remind myself about uh, the original Ninja Gaiden mm-hmm. getting to Bloody Mouth and then that 20 minute ridiculous run to the very uh, final boss at the uh, the fight with the Zacchio, um, and then dying and then going back all the way back to that Bloody Mouth fight again and just going, oh, oh, that's it. I don't want to play this game ever again.
0: <laughs> and then, and then, then the next the- day <laughs> picking it up. Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> So yeah, I think I think there's a, there's a, p- a point where you got to play some of these titles and remind yourself that once upon a time you had much better skill than you do now.
0: Well, yeah, and and that was the thing about Ninja Gaiden, even for the Xbox, it, it reminded me of when games were actually much harder, and it, yep. and it, it, it was it wasn't necessarily by design. It was it was because they just were, and part of it was was obviously due to limitations on the platforms at the time, but. But man, we had to go through some craziness to play some of these games back in the day. I mean, no save points.
1: (laughs) Yep, no save points, no auto-save. Birds that come out of nowhere and respawn and knock you off of platforms and you die. Yeah, Yeah, they were definitely much harder.
0: Well, I remember last year we got the uh, the Mario 25th anniversary set for the Wii, and I busted out the original Super Mario Brothers uh, for my kids. And... uh, and i was like okay so imagine playing this and you couldn't save and they were like what
1: <laughs> that's what warp pipes are for that's
0: impossible <laughs> nice and they were like that would be really hard i was like yeah exactly so it's i think
1: the uh, i think the the Dark Souls uh, title is, is most, is one of the most anticipated because of that. I mean, we've got a lot of old school gamers on the site. Absolutely. And I, I think they, they look back at that and they're like, yeah, yeah. Give me a title that'll actually, you know, challenge me.
0: Yep. Uh, also tied for seventh, we've got Torchlight two.
1: Yep. Which, oh which... man. <laughs> I, it's a race. It's a race at this point between Diablo three and Torchlight two. Um, Torchlight was an amazingly good game. Uh, came out on the 360 it was solid torchlight 2 i've not gotten to play it yet but what i've seen it looks amazing um adding multiplayer is a no-brainer yep i think it's going to fill the, the gap before diablo 2 or yep. before diablo 3 but they've got a chop chop they've got to get that thing out the door
0: yep yep um new entry in the silent hill franchise uh,
1: Survival horror is not my genre. I can't speak to Silent Hill.
0: Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be kind of a return to form from what I understand, though, right? You know,
1: I I saw some early stuff on it, and I was like, yep, it looks scary. But <laughs> that's really all I had, you know? <laughs> I, I didn't have anything else for it.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, what is it, uh, Book of Memories? Is that it? Yes. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Downpour.
1: I do, I do want to give this uh, small announcement, though. Uh, if you've not seen Resident Evil Afterlife, you know, speaking of the survival horror genre, mm-hmm. um, I, I encourage you heavily to uh, bang your head on the desk until you, you just forget the name and you have no chance of watching it. <laughs> Paul Weeksauce Anderson should not be allowed to direct or write Anything. <laughs> I watched that movie yesterday. I want my time back. That is that is portions of my life I will never get back. But here's the bitch of it: it cost like sixty million to make and made almost three hundred million dollars. Oh. Which one of you stupid sons of bitches are paying to see this movie five times? I can't. This imagine. movie is so terrible.
0: I mean. Oh. I watched what, like the first two or three, and they weren't terrible. Wow,
1: yeah, this new one is. I can't. the The plot it is so whisper thin. It was clearly written on a cocktail napkin. Oh, Paul Anderson! If I ever meet you, I'm kicking you in the junk.
0: <laughs> Donkey punch. <laughs> oh.
1: James Cameron. He's not.
0: Yeah. Uh okay, so the last one tied for seventh, we've got Forza. Yep. New Forza title racing, racing game. Um fishing it's are definitely uh definitely look looking forward to that.
1: Honestly, yeah. the racing that I'm looking forward to is number eight. Saints Row. <laughs> Dude, Saints Row the Third is epic.
0: It looks it, like they really took it over the top this time.
1: Yeah, they just said, you know what?
0: Alright. So
1: we don't want to be competing with Grand Theft Auto anymore, so let's just not. So they just threw any sort of realism out the window. It's now super over the top, uh, heavily stylized. It looks great, and if you've not seen the video for the Deckers, which is one of the gangs that you face, mm-hmm. uh, I encourage you to hit the site and check it out. Um, the Deckers, it—they're basically like a hacker group. So their their side of the planet's all you know neon and crazy. But even better than that, um, you end up interfacing with their computer and you go into this Tron-looking world. <laughs> it looks awesome. Oh, and man. And again, completely over the top and completely ridiculous. Everything that I hoped it could be.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, also for eighth, uh, we've got Rocksmith. Yep.
1: So – Rock Band 3 had the uh, the guitar functionality, so you could plug in a guitar and, and play, but the big thing is that it kind of expected you to know how to play, so the guys that I know that play guitar were like, yeah, you and your stupid instruments, stupid plastic crap, well, now they got a chance to crank out some tunes with Rock Band 3, but there was really, the learning curve was so huge to learning how to play the guitar from, you know, going from five-colored buttons to frets and strumming and all sorts of craziness. Right. Rocksmith looks to actually fix that uh, with some really solid tutorials. They're done by, you know, guys that actually teach guitar. Uh, there's some celebrity affiliation too, but it's, it's actually more of a, an instructional game that, that takes you from knowing absolutely nothing to being able to play you know, some actual songs you've heard of uh, in a matter of a couple weeks. I'll actually have my hands on that title the first week of October before the game comes out later on in October. Oh, nice. So I've never played the guitar in my life. Um, I tried a couple of the titles. Like, I tried Rock Band 3. I tried playing the guitar with that, and it was it was not so great. <laughs> it, it was just too high of a learning curve. And then there was that... Um, that other guitar game, oh, I cannot remember the name of it.
0: I think there's a reason for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know, and it was just terrible. It was just terrible. The interface yeah. was awful. Um, but the folks who got to play it at PAX, uh, I think that was really the first hands-on time with Rocksmith because they weren't showing at E3. Right. Um, they were they were pretty surprised. They were able to pick up the guitar and, and do something useful with it. So I'm I'm looking forward to to trying to learn a new instrument with that.
0: Now, there's there's two specific things that uh, I think uh, really have caught my eye on this one. And one is you, you can plug in your own guitar if you want. Am I correct?
1: That's absolutely correct. And right? it doesn't have to be a special guitar.
0: Right, right. So that's huge right there. And, and then the other, a, a more than subtle change in the interface away from the rock band guitar hero style where you have the the vertical uh up and down uh frets on the screen showing the buttons you actually it actually is like from left to right and and it's 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 meant to to really visually correspond to looking at your actual guitar and and doing it the same way and and I've read that it's it's kind of like looking into a mirror
1: yeah uh, exactly Exactly.
0: And I think that that's a huge, huge step forward uh, interface-wise uh, for a game like this. Uh, I've got my eye on this one uh, pretty, pretty intently because my son uh, just took a guitar camp this summer uh, and took to playing guitar like I've never seen him take to playing doing anything just about. Uh, he practices daily now. We're looking into getting actual lessons for him. Uh, nice. And uh I I think this might be an excellent Christmas gift for him this year.
1: To uh, to clarify, um on the Rocksmith, uh basically the only thing you need for the uh the guitar, it has to have a quarter inch jack. Uh and if you're not using a quarter inch jack, then you just have to have uh an amp with a pickup that'll have a quarter inch jack. Because what it comes with is a little quarter inch to USB cable. Gotcha that allows you to plug it into the the PC, PS three or Xbox three sixty. Nice. Um there's some great titles uh, or great songs attached to this as well. Um, you've got, I mean, you've got the obvious stuff like Blur's "Song Two. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's in every single music title out right now. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got some real classic stuff in there too, like from Leonard Skinner, and you've got, you know, Radiohead, uh, Rolling Stones, Nirvana, David Bowie, oh, total, of, early total care. of fifty. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what is that? I think it's uh,
0: "Boys Don't Cry."
1: Boys Don't Cry, so there yeah. you go. I mean, there's Sound some Garden. really solid titles. Sound oh, Garden Soundgarden's in there. Which yeah. uh, which, which Soundgarden song?
0: Outshined. Sweet. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, White Stripes. Um, yeah.
1: White Stripes doesn't impress me. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, you got some stones. Yeah, some there stones. you go. Yeah. Uh, Pixies, which... Didn't play very well on Rock Band, surprisingly enough. But I imagine if you're actually strumming, it'll probably be a little more fun. Um, some Bowie. Yep. 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 Yeah. So good stuff. Yeah. Well, can't wait to can't wait to hear your opinion of that.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Um, and then uh, also on number eight on our list, uh, "Once Upon a Monster." I believe we've talked about this before. Double fine. That is shut
1: up. Shut up and take my money.
0: (laughs) This this will be the game that I get to connect for. Uh, That and probably the Star Wars game if if it's worth the crap. Um, So yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to that. There's a few on the list that uh, that we didn't get votes for, but I'm sure uh, are on several people's minds. Um. We've got the Halo Collector's Edition, yeah. the The tenth anniversary, um, which uh, I believe they just said something about uh They've w- been working on connect functionality with it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: I uh, think so- Sonic Generations came up on the list as well. I think everybody's really, really nervous about Sonic because the last couple titles have been it's awful. The right word, but I yeah. don't know. I, They've not been great. It's not been classic Sonic, which is what people want. I,
0: I'm I I can't get excited about Sonic anymore. I just can't. I want to, but I think we've I, all I just, been hurt. Yeah, yeah. May, hopefully, maybe this is the one that brings it back. But I don't know. It's 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 up against a lot of competition, though. I, I'm sure a lot of parents are gonna gonna buy the crap out of it.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um. Yeah, the other title that I think on here that has people kind of cautiously excited is Goldeneye uh 007 Reloaded. Mhm. Uh, Goldeneye was a huge title for the N64. I mean, it's it's almost a, a it's almost a defining game for the 64.
0: Well, I mean, it's a it's a defining moment in console shooters period. Well, it's uh. good
1: that you it's good that you say that exactly. Console shooters. Yeah. Cuz I looked at Goldeneye and I was a PC player at that time and I'm like that's crap. Yeah, you guys, you guys have a long way to go before you're gonna actually get to some real shooters. That is a chunky mess. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm playing Unreal Tournament and you know, <laughs> facing worlds and sniping people in the head. So yeah, I, yeah. I look at Goldeneye. I'm like, you've got to be joking. So yeah. yeah, I think I think the console market is excited about that. Um, you know, I wasn't that unimpressed with Con- uh, Quantum of Solace, so. I'll jump into GoldenEye, sure.
0: Yeah, and, and we've got a new movie that, that's finally kind of pulling out of the, the legal quagmire that um, that it's been in uh, in the last year. They finally uh, started production on it again. So Has it gotten was, a name? Uh, oh. Um, you know, I is think this,
1: it... Is it still Bond 23?
0: No, I think it has, um, and I believe it's in the forum. Someone mentioned it. Um, probably drop off to page two or three now. I I, I know I've seen something about it. Anyway, point of the fa- point of the fact is, uh, we're going to see Daniel Craig in that role again. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Let's see. Um, yeah
1: because i actually had not heard a a name for that yet no they
0: haven't they haven't officially officially announced it but it may share the title with the newest book carte blanche Uh, okay this it's
1: better better than quantum of solace
0: (laughs) yeah i yeah that didn't make any sense um so yeah we've got a guy named jeffrey deaver who's writing uh the new book carte blanche um and apparently something he said about it, uh, or, or yeah, someone, someone said somewhere that the new bond film is going to be titled that. So it could well, be true. It couldn't be, it could not be true. All I really care about is we see another bond film. Cause I mean, like you said, quantum of songs wasn't perfect. Uh, Casino Royale was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I,
1: when I flew out to uh to England, I actually watched them back to back, which when you watch them back to back, maybe it was the confined space or the altitude, but Quantum of Solace actually improved by watching, you know, the end of the first title and then immediately going into the second title. It felt a little more connected. Um but yeah, I don't know. That could have just been the altitude talking.
0: Well, you know, I, I, and I was kind of wondering about that. It it, it does from what i recall it did feel like a bridging movie like yeah. it was it was the middle act of three acts so i i think i think possibly even a third movie if it's good it it might elevate quantum of solace up a little bit more so
1: sure if it you know manages to connect or something like that yeah we'll cool have to see
0: and i i've been educating the kids on bond lately too we we've watched uh, several of the the connery films uh, over the <laughs> summer so uh I need to, I need to bust those two out and we we should do a, a double feature one of these nights. Uh, let's see. Uh Spider-Man Edge of Time. Eh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh you know, I like the last Spider-Man title. I like the uh the film noir looking Spider-Man, you know. There was there was some cool elements there. Spider-Man uh what is it? 20, 2099 2099 Yeah that's probably my least favorite uh Spider-Man so
0: I you know I never got into him when he was a comic book when it was a comic book I, I just don't right. understand the resurgence unless it's it's oh gosh I guess it's been like 20 years since the comic book came out so that explains wow, it Wow it's
1: been that long uh, crazy
0: yeah yeah so, so pretty close pretty close if if not right on so Wow you know. Ratchet and Clank all for one. We we have a contest up for the demo.
1: Yep. Yep. we have still got some keys to give away on that. Yeah. Um But yeah, that uh the Ratchet and Clank titles have always been solid. Uh those guys really uh, they can kinda do no wrong yeah. on that. It's pretty solid.
0: Yep, yep. Um my kids are really excited about the uh the co op functionality that's gonna be involved in that one. So uh so cool. definitely, definitely looking forward to that. Um uh, another Dragon Ball Z.
1: Yeah, that, <laughs> they, they crank those out pretty damn quick.
0: You know, uh, I just don't know how much more you can squeeze out of that franchise myself. But
1: yeah, I'd, I'd have to look and see what the sales are like on that, because they, they just keep cranking them out.
0: Yeah, and the names keep getting longer and longer.
1: Yes, yeah, so they just like to beat up my database.
0: <laughs> uh, need for Speed the Run?
1: Need for Speed, the run Need for Speed's always been a solid title. Um the run adds that whole, hey, let's throw some quick time story elements in there. So I don't know, have you seen this or not? Kind of yeah. the So all right, so you have Need for Speed and you're you're doing your racing thing, and then uh the example that they showed, you know, the cops kind of t boned the car, dude rolled out of the side, went up into a building and then jumped from one roof to another. So there was a quick time button press event mm-hmm. that you had to time and then you know he got back down and got into another car and drove off so there's kind of these these story elements interspersed into the title um eh, quick time events
0: yeah i don't know I don't but know.
1: uh yeah I'd, I'd rather just race but i I'll, I'll have to see how how well it's implemented and how often it decides to yank you out of the action you know to to figure out if it's a racing title or if it's just a mess <laughs>
0: I'll be honest with you. When it comes to games with cars in it, give me Burnout Three Two.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm right there with you. <laughs> uh
0: I mean, you know
1: The Burnout series has always been great. Uh, and I I've spent entirely too much time crashing into buses. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the coolest thing they could have added to the uh to this series was the the destruction modes.
0: Yep, yeah. Uh, let's see on the PC side of things, Lord of the Rings: War in the North. I know we've had a lot of uh, coverage on the site for it.
1: Yep, yep. Um, Lord of the Rings continues to amaze me. Um, you know they they had a really solid launch. Uh, now they're free to play. They still have a really large fan base, and I think that's probably testament to the constant content push. Those guys have have kept the game fresh. They're keeping, uh, you know, the barrier to entry, like we talked about, is very low on that title. Yep. Um, You know, the world is not so desolate that, like, I I tried to play Conan the other day. Oh, no. It's it's a wasteland. (laughs) So, but Lord of the Rings is solid. I mean, there's there's a lot of content. There's a lot of people out there playing it. And the community, the people that have stuck around, these are not the punk kid community. These are people that, you know, if you have a, a question, they'll help you out. If you need something like you know to join up to finish a quest, they'll jump in i i my experience was was pretty solid with that
0: yep uh, is there anything i mean i'm I'm sure we're missing some games here uh, oh yeah i I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of them may be p c games too uh, but i mean this, our re-
1: our readership will call us out on that i'm sure
0: yeah i I mean this list is just scratching the surface. To be honest, there's so many games coming out this fall, just like there are every fall. Uh I, I guess we can count ourselves lucky that there's there's only one new uh platform launching uh this holiday season, the, the, the Vita Vita whatever. <laughs> the Vita, Tom- yeah. Tomato tomato. Um so uh it's 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 gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt.
1: And you know it's not gonna get any better, right? So quarter one, you've got Mass Effect. Uh if Diablo slips, it'll be in a quarter one. I mean oh, yeah. there's there's definitely some quarter one titles that'll have our, our attention right after we try to take a breath. Yeah. Uh and some know, of these from, will
0: probably slip. I mean it's
1: certainly possible.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well awesome. Uh so any before we wrap up here, any uh anything uh Anything in the pipeline for this week uh,
1: for reviews on your end? Uh, So I'm working on the worst game that I could possibly work on, and that's replacing my motherboard on Tuesday. (laughs) Oh, no. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of that title, and the replay value is entirely too high. Um, (laughs) I actually replaced my motherboard uh, last week, and uh, there's an issue with the last bank of memory. I won't go into triple channel, so yeah I talked to the board manufacturer, talked to the memory manufacturer, swapped out memory. This is a game I don't want to play again, but uh, yeah, so I've got a new board coming Tuesday and I'll be swapping it out. Um, beyond that, I've actually just finished up my review for hard reset gotcha. so that'll that'll go live uh, tomorrow. Awesome. just got to get some edits on it make sure that it's a it's all cleaned up and that'll be ready. Um, other
0: than that, it looks like it's kind of a quiet week. A little uh, a little pause before the storm breaks.
1: Yeah, I do have to finish up um, my review for uh, the God of War uh, PSP titles, so i got to bring those uh, together and get that review cranked out. But awesome. uh, yeah, it's actually a pretty quiet week, which
0: is good, because I'm on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, well, for the Gaming Trend Podcast, this is Mike and Ron. We're signing off. We'll see you next week. See you next week. All right.